0: Welcome to UAB MedCast, a continuing education podcast for medical professionals providing knowledge that is moving medicine forward. Here's Melanie Cole. Welcome to UAB MedCast. I'm Melanie Cole and joining me today is Dr. Jacob Godzik. He's a neurosurgeon and an assistant professor at UAB Medicine and he's here to highlight the future of spine surgery, robotics, and minimally invasive surgery. Dr. Godzik, it's a pleasure to have you join us today. I'd like you to start by telling us a little bit about robotics and how the utilization of robotics has changed the landscape of medicine, in your opinion, and specifically spine surgery.
1: Well, thank you, Melanie. Thank you for having me. I appreciate the time to chat with you about this a little bit. It's a bit of my passion, so I'm happy to share. You know, I can't say too much about how robotics has changed the whole landscape of medicine. It's been around for a really long time. But in terms of spine surgery, I think it's a really exciting time right now as it's just starting to kind of creep into our field. And I think it's passing that threshold where it's gone from a little bit of a experiment and a marketing gimmick to something that's a little bit more tangible. And so I think what is really exciting about it is that it's becoming more and more adopted widely. And it's really, I think, changing the way that we can provide care. It's making us more efficient as providers. I think it's going to reduce the variability of surgeries. And I think it's really going to change spine surgery into the future in a really, really exciting way. Well,
0: then speak about the variability of surgeries. What are some of the more common uses for it and what type of surgical interventions do you perform with it?
1: That's a great question. So, Spine surgery has a lot of different procedures that are done, a lot of different surgeries. And one of the things that we perform very commonly for a variety of conditions, but back pain or for fractures or for other more complex diseases, is that we fuse segments. And so we have to immobilize the segment. And the way that we do that is through a process called fusion. And in order to really make that happen is we have to place what are called pedicle screws, or we have to place a screw into the bone so that we can provide that kind of stability. And that's been performed for decades now. But the target that we're trying to hit is fairly small. And right now where robotics comes into play is that it helps us kind of leverage the technology of navigation. So we can use a CT scan, for instance, to image someone's bony anatomy and someone's spine, and then deliver this screwed through the skin and with a very, very small, almost percutaneous incision without having to pull the muscle off of the spine, it really allows us to combine these really two related aspects of this profession, which is robotics and minimally evasive surgery. So it allows us to do the same thing, but with a smaller incision, which translates to less pain, you know, potentially less complications less blood loss, quicker recovery and return to work, or the activities that you want to do. And it actually might be a little faster and more efficient for the medical system.
0: What an exciting time in your field. Dr. Godzik, as we're speaking to other providers, and this is relatively new in the world of spine surgery, tell us a little bit about the learning curve involved and technical considerations for other providers. How much does the experience of the surgeon matter? for these advanced
1: techniques? That's a great question. I think that the learning curve is quite steep. And I always tell people that when we just started using robotics, at least in my training program, and we're using a new system, after 30 cases, we put a scientific seminar and a talk together. And my title was how to increase the stress of an operation and increase the surgical time by about two hours for the price of a million-dollar robot. But that's changed. With experience, we've gotten a lot better. And so I think that using robotic techniques doesn't revolutionize what we do, but what it allows us to do, especially an experienced surgeon or experienced team, it can really make surgery just much more consistent. It can help do more complex surgeries with smaller potential errors or complications. So it's a very, very powerful tool, both in community practice, whether it's a community hospital or whether it's an academic teaching institution. Of course, surgeon skill and experience are very, very important. This doesn't eliminate that or doesn't eliminate the need for quality decision-making and good judgment. But I think it really does take us and elevate us into another level of performance. And I think that's something that's going to be here to stay. And I think robotics are only going to get more and more powerful as we move forward in time.
0: Is there any specific patient selection? I mean, is this for everybody or only a select group of patients that will help to achieve better outcomes when you're using these robotic technology?
1: I think that it's pretty wide across the procedures that we do, but it does really right now with the spine robot, what it allows us to do is really right now just place pedicle screws. So it's really patients who have a need for fusion. So whether it's back pain or whether it's a fracture, for instance, something like that, that's very amenable to that. It's particularly useful for patients that are a little bit more heavyset because it allows us to really be very accurate and make smaller incisions, which decreases the rate of infection. But it's useful across the board for all spine pathologies, which is great for degenerative conditions. It's not so much right now useful for decompressive procedures or anything else like that. It's mainly for the fusion and for the placement of the pedicle screw.
0: So then where do you see it going in the future as it's pretty limited right now? For fusion surgery, where do you see it going, or where do you hope it will go, so that you can use it more widely in your practice?
1: I think the reason that I'm really interested in this and am excited about it is I think that, especially as everything changes, as AI technology becomes more commonplace, as we collect more experience with these more simpler robotic platforms, I think the future is very much on par with something out of a movie, out of like Prometheus, where you enter the surgical pod. I mean, that's not without, you know, that's within the realm of reality decades and decades from now. But I think within my career, within our lifespan, I think we'll see these robots becoming slightly more, maybe a little bit more autonomous. Maybe it'll encompass a lot more techniques rather than just placing a screw. It might expand the things that we're able to do because I think it's all doable and the anatomy is fairly reliable in that regard. I think it'll never eliminate the need for a trained surgeon to be there, at least not within, I think, our lifespan. But I think the growth will be very, very rapid in the next coming decades. And I'm excited to be part of it. And I'm excited to see what we're able to achieve and really more importantly, what we're able to really provide our patients maybe again more reliably and having more reduced variability of outcomes and even smaller and smaller incisions and more minimally invasive operations. I think that all of that is very close in terms of timing.
0: How exciting. That's really cool information. Dr. Godzik. I hope you'll join us again and update us. As things continue to advance, it's such an exciting world of technology and spine surgery and robotics. So please join us again and thank you so much for being with us today. And that concludes this episode of UAB MedCast. For updates on the latest medical advancements, breakthroughs, and research, follow us on your social channels. And for more information, you can visit our website at uabmedicine.org slash physician. I'm Melanie Cole.